This week on The Meg Rock Show, I was able to sit down with TikToker Peter Martosi. Peter is a blue-collar worker who is now known as the blue-collar spiritualist. When he has time on his work breaks, he often gets on TikTok and does mediumship readings. He does breath work and healings. He is just absolutely amazing. And I was drawn to him because of his construction vest and how he is the spiritual dude that in his breaks and in his off time, he is helping connect with spirit and teach people about the beautiful gifts of spirit, the spirit realm, healing, connecting with your heart, all these beautiful things that you hear me talk about so much. So he says that he is a medium, a shaman, and a healer. And he came to realize his abilities when his grandmother passed away in his 20s. His awareness began when he started getting visitations from his grandmother. From that awareness, various paths started opening up for him as well as a lot of synchronicities. He feels like his purpose on this earth is to teach people to learn of their own awareness of spirit. He believes that everyone has the ability to to connect with spirit and become their own medium. You guys are going to love this podcast. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self-love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Peter. I am so excited to have you on the Meg Rock Show. How's it going? Nice to have you. Okay, so I found you on TikTok, and I'm just going to go ahead and say one of the things that stood out to me that's so amazing is you had on your construction gear because you were obviously working and taking some time off to hop on TikToks. And I think one thing that's so crazy powerful about that is we all have, well, we all have gifts, you know, different gifts. And in the spirit world, like, I think it's really cool that you are standing there and you're, you know, you're in your orange get up because I think people have in their minds that people that have these gifts are sitting around with a crystal ball or, you know, they're in some room that we, you know, with a bunch of woo woo stuff. And these are regular everyday people who have these gifts and are moving through life just like we are. And so I want to hear kind of your story, where all of this came from. I know that um, when your grandmother passed away, um, I guess that's really what, when it cranked up for you, but let's just start, like, what was your childhood? Like, did you experience anything as a child? I remember always feeling different. I'm an Aquarius, so that's kind of our nature. Me too. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I always felt like I was kind of different. Um, you know, I would think I always thought about things differently. Like I was always into, you know, I would go to the library when I was a kid and get books on ghosts and UFOs and occult books and stuff like that. And I was always kind of drawn to that. And uh, I started having experiences where I would just know things. One specific time I was like probably in my early teens and I was at a friend's house with a group of people and we were just hanging out, like watching movies. And I remember seeing like a a child in the corner of the room and i remember the eyes i'll never forget the eyes because it was like they were like almost translucent translucent it kind of scared the crap out of me 
and nobody else in the room saw him. So I was just like really in shock. And I was like, I don't want to ever see something like that again. Like, please, whoever, you know, is in control. I don't want to see that again. And I'll have a heart attack. And, you know, I kind of blocked it after that. I was still, you know, researching and into different things, meditation as a kid. And uh, in my 20s, my grandma passed away, who I was very close to. And she was kind of like the matriarch of our family. And uh, I just started having experiences with her that kind of like, you know, shifted my whole perspective of things. You know, I mean, I could tell you a specific story. Um, when she first passed away, I started uh, just having dreams of her and she would tell me things. My mom was kind of going through a tough time because uh, her father died when she was a kid. So my grandma was, you know, really the base of the whole family. And I would tell, I told my mom, you know, things. And one specific time we were sitting and talking and I'm telling her that my grandma told me if I find a dime on the ground, that's her way of telling us that she's around. And if I feel a cold chill for no reason, it's her trying to give us a hug and just different things. And I'm telling my mom and she's crying. And at the time I lived at home and my room was upstairs and we're sitting down there and all of a sudden the TV just turns on upstairs blasting like loud and it what always stuck with me was it it was static it wasn't the cable it like was just static which is you know i had the tv hooked up and it was static so we both were like what the hell is that so we we went up the stairs and i opened the door and there was two dimes on the ground and then i got this cold chill and i started to cry because it was like so overwhelming and the phone rang and on the caller ID, it was my grandma's cell phone. Wow. So like, this is like, you know, it like kind of blew my perspective of everything open again. Even to this day, I find dimes everywhere, you know, and especially if I'm like kind of going through things, like when I need it, you know, they show up. Um, even I always tell people the story when I was buying my house, I was looking around for a house for about a year. And, uh, I just randomly found this open house in a neighborhood that I liked and it was a Victorian style house. And as soon as I pulled up to the driveway for the open house, I felt my grandma in the car with me and I walk in the door and in, uh, I walk in the kitchen and in the wall actually shellacked into the trim is a dime. Yeah. So then, uh, we actually, I actually underbid the house. I was the second bidder and she gave it to me because she said she liked me. So I, that was like, you know, stuff like that, you know, I was like, but the, the time with the specific time with my grandma was like really when I started to open up and then, um, you know, like synchronicity, they were, I was pulled to different things and, um, Another time after that, right after that, uh, a friend randomly who I haven't spoken to in a while, like randomly invo invited them, uh, invited me to their house because they had a medium over for the night. So I, I was like, you know what? That sounds interesting. So I went and she was like in her own room. And I, as soon as I walked in the door, she knew my name. She's like, your grandma has been bothering me 
wait, you know, waiting for you to come here. And as soon as I sat down, I like, that was the first time I really like felt spirit and like knew what was going on. And it was like, you know, it was like almost an addiction, like how much I wanted to learn what the hell was really going on. Mm -hmm. And this woman, she was, Vincenza was her name. She was like a six-year-old widow who lost her husband. And we actually wound up becoming like best friends. Like, I love that. Well, I'm, I'm on that. um, I'm on that same spiritual learning path note too, because my mediumship abilities I mean, maybe they've, I guess they've always been there. I mean, I I have definitely have had interaction with spirit like my entire life. Um, But just trusting the knowing that I get when spirit drops in, all that is starting. But I have been like on this spiritual quest of understanding like metaphysics and energy and the spirit world and everything my entire life. I mean, obviously I'm Aquarius. You just said the same thing. Like we just tick differently and yeah, it's just so freaking fascinating. So I'm just so excited to have you on, but let me ask you. So I know some in my mediumship abilities have not opened like this yet, but you know, careful what you ask for. (laughs) I, um, I kind of hope they do, but I remember Lisa Williams, psychic Lisa Williams would say in the beginning when hers really opened, she would have to wear a hat to be like, even in the bathtub. Okay. Like I'm off right now. Leave me alone. So for you, is it, is it constant or do you kind of have to turn it on? Um, you know, I, I tell everybody first, I always try to teach people that I don't, I personally don't believe it's a gift. Mm -hmm. I think everyone has the ability Mm-hmm. Um, but like anything, you know, there are people who are more talented or mm-hmm. more practiced, but I think there's no doubt in my mind that every single person has the ability to tap into spirit. Mm-hmm. I think it's a God given ability. For sure. So like sitting here talking to me right now, like, or do you have any, any, or any of my loved ones lined up or do you have to take yourself to a place to be like, okay, let me connect to spirit and to Meg. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, that's what I was trying to get at is that, um, it's kind of like an ongoing process, mm-hmm. you know, you, I think you go through different, uh, initiations and depending on, you know, what your path is mm-hmm. specifically, you know, the more intense your initiation, I think will be, um, you know, I've had times where I've really dealt with a lot of things, but now I'm at a point where I'm kind of, you know, at peace with who I am and what I do. So it's kind of more controlled. Yeah. You know, I have to have like the intention and prayer and exactly allow it to happen, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, you know, I went through a period of where you're like, so consumed by it. Yeah. Like they're so like, they're just everywhere and they're like, Hey, I want to talk to you, help some, you know, help this person and give this message. And they're just kind of lined up. And now you understand how to, how to ground, clear, protect yourself. So you're not constantly connected to spirit. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I go on, I I do TikTok lives a lot and just different stuff. And uh, I do a lot of messages on there. And, you know, it seems to me that a lot of people are opening up now, you know, it's an awakening period. 
But with that being said, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I'm an empath, you know, which I think the shadow aspect of the empath is, you know, I'm the victim or I'm suffering. So I think when you're, you're opening up and you're having all these experiences, you, you know, when you, it's almost like you feel special. So it's like, you, you know, I feel like a lot of people latch on to like how much I'm feeling, like I'm anxious or I'm feeling all these weird emotions and stuff. So it's, you know, it's an ongoing process of understanding, you know, yourself. And a lot of people just think, oh, you're a medium. It means you're automatically spiritual and you've healed yourself. But I think the biggest, the most important aspect of all this is working on yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people miss that part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the more you heal yourself, the less you'll attract or experience like the The lower negative aspect of empathic abilities. Mm -hmm. I totally, I totally agree. Totally agree. So I know in a lot of your TikToks, you do, um, you know, some breath work and you do healing aspects. When, um, I mean, and I, we, we all have the ability to heal, but like you said, the more we work on ourselves, the higher frequency we are, the, the greater our healing abilities are. When did you start working with, um, with energy to heal yourself and then obviously to help heal others in the collective? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I would say my friend Vincenza that I mentioned the first book she gave me, and I always tell people to get this book. It's a very generic book, but, um, ask and it is given by mm-hmm. Esther Abraham Hicks. Yep. And it's kind of teaches you how to understand the basics of manifestation. Um, the basics of what your emotions mean, you know, why you feel certain things, your emotion, your emotional guidance system. Um, and then, you know, I, uh, there's, a you know, one of my favorite books is, um, it's called love without conditions by Paul Farini. It's a, it's like a channel Jesus book, but it's all about learning how to love yourself, accept yourself, you know, shadow work. Um, you know, the universe, when you, uh, like with Esther, you know, the simplest part of everything is intention. You know, so if your intention is to feel better or your intention is to love yourself more or heal yourself, that's all you really need. It's that simple. You know, and a lot of people don't like hearing that because they think it's this like, oh, I got to do rituals with the moon. And oh, I gotta do this yeah, and yeah. That. No, I, I, I literally in the past month had someone say to me, had someone say to me, Oh, you know, I, you know, I want to learn, I want to learn how to heal and however they said it. And I was like, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not hard to do. It's all intention. Like, I think people just think like you have to have, you have to have these credentials and you have to, so it's funny. I taught a, I'm an energy healing class with a friend, uh, a couple weeks ago. And one of the, one of the sessions that we did was on demystifying and decertifying energy healing, because it's like, and you know, in the spiritual community, I mean, you know, in this world we live in, there's good and bad and everything, right? I mean, there's good and bad priests, there's good and bad spiritual people, but there's like this, I don't know, this ego and this kind of hierarchy around, you know, are you a Reiki master? You know, what level are you attuned and all the things? And 
you don't have to, I mean, it's great. Like that's a beautiful, wonderful modality, but you don't have to have all that stuff. No. We, we complicate everything. We complicate everything. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's breaking down your programming and, you know, there's so much to that because you think like, you know, if you have some sort of like authority, like it gives you permission, but really if, I mean, I look at it as if you're God's creature, why can't you heal with spirit? You know, like it's, yeah. it's simple, you know, the same thing with mediumship. It's like your intention is to connect when you're open and you know, you really look at it, you know, it's that simple. Let me, let me ask you about, um, about your, <coughs> excuse me, your mediumship. Do you, what, what clairs do you have? How do you experience uh, spirit? Well, so, I mean, I could go over my, I teach, I try to teach very simply. I could go over that whole process. Yes. You, tell me. All right. So, um, especially if you've been on my TikTok, sometimes I teach, uh, and we do like, um, group reads, everyone reads the spirit that I'm connecting to. So, um, I always teach people the three basic ones because, you know, you could smell spirit, but you know, that's kind of complex or tasting spirit. So I always just teach, um, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience. Mm -hmm. So if I, if we work on clairvoyance, right, I tell you, I want you to see an apple in your head. Can you see an apple in your head? Mm -hmm. All right. So now, like, can you, if you close your eyes, can you really, you know, feel where you're seeing it in a sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So that's the same place spirit will go to show you something. That's clairvoyance. Okay. Um, and when, you know, you're aware of that place, that's where you look to see something. Um, if I tell you for clear sentience is the ability to feel spirit. So if I say, can you feel a wet sponge? Mm -hmm. Like try to feel it. You know, some people feel it in their hands. So I feel it kind of in my spine, like going up and down my spine. Um, and I feel a little bit in my neck. So that's, that's clairsentience, the ability to feel spirit. Okay. Um, so if spirit wants you to feel something, that's what they'll use. They use your nervous system. Um, and lastly is clairaudience, the ability to hear spirit. So if I tell you, can you hear an ambulance siren in your yeah. head? Mm-hmm. And if you can, you close your eyes and you just feel like kind of feel where you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the side of my face right here. Yeah. So that's the same. That's clear audience. That's where spirit will let you hear things. And then um, I'm just seeing if somebody's here who would work with us to see if you can uh, pick them up. All right. So um, there, there's 
a lot of historical figures come forward for some reason. One particular always comes forward, and that's who I feel now. I'm not going to give it away because um, I always wind up giving a piece away. <laughs> um, so what I always tell people is we take a deep breath together, me and you, okay. on three. All right. One, two, three. I'm going to say a prayer. God, creator of all that is, surround us with white light. I call my guides, teachers, healers, helpers. Please let us work with our mediumship abilities and grow as mediums. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Mother, the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. So now what you I like to teach people is you kind of just focus on your breath a little bit and take a couple breaths. And then... Um, the heaven or the spiritual realm is always around us. It's not above us, below us. It's around us. It's just another dimension. So I kind of like to visualize almost like my aura expanding in the room and filling the area around me. And you can visualize almost like a light switching on. And it's like a way of letting the other realms know that you want to work. So just take a couple of deep breaths and just kind of almost like feel your energy system and push it out like expansion. That feels, I feel it. So that feels like you're expanding. Um, so we'll just start simple. You know, because I was always taught to have one of my mentors taught me to have like almost like a plan of engagement, you know. So first, I always, my first thing I always feel first is male or female. So do you feel a male or female with me? Don't female. think about it. What? Female. Well, here, just... Before I say that, just do that, like almost like pressurize yourself out, expand and don't go to the mind because you're, you're right away went to the mind. I could feel your energy go up to your head. Now feel through your heart. I'm in. Okay. So that's the first step. I always ask male, female. It is a male. Okay. Um, now what I ask is give me distinguishing information, evidential information, um, height, look, personality, famous. Why were they famous? What were they famous for? You know, et cetera, et cetera. How did they die? Um, You're feeling connected, so I feel you. Don't question yourself. The person feels like they're kind of heavy set. Okay. Rosy cheeks.
So I can feel you shift to your mind. Do you feel it? Like you're, it's almost like you're thinking about it instead of feeling it. And I, I say feeling it like it's not you're like feeling it. It's almost like that your will. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, kind of. Like, like um, I almost always push, like if you look at me, like I, I, I picture myself kind of pushing. My heart is where my soul is. So it's like I'm pushing with, with like the intention of having a deeper connection. Even if, even if I'm not doing mediumship, if I'm just working with you. Yeah, yeah. breathe through my heart and kind of focus my heart to your heart. So I see you on a soul level or I connect on a soul level. So even if, you know, I don't resonate with you in some way, we're connecting on a higher level. Okay. Well, at first it felt like, like tall, skinny, like Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Bam. That was it. But then I felt pressure, like heavy, like, I don't know, maybe it was like, I don't know. I felt pressure, like heavy in my hand, like. I don't know. Maybe like that was so excited. You got it. Like that was like his energy. (laughs) So, so, you know, and I always tell people too, like it was Abraham Lincoln. Anyone who knows me, he's like my goat. He comes to me all the time. Oh, I love it. So, um, but the biggest issue with mediumship is like distinguishing your symbols Okay. You know, or so like, for example, right. Um, I love how you explain that, like expanding from your heart and really, really focusing on that heart energy versus just going to naturally thinking. Yeah. Because that makes sense. It, it, everything is on a soul level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you're connecting to somebody's soul when they're in spirit, you're not connecting to their mind. Right. They don't have a body. Yeah. So then which if you learn int- which is interesting, which is interesting because I almost feel like in the classes where I've, where I've worked on this, I feel like connecting to spirit is easier for me than connecting to someone who's alive. Well, because you have, your, you have your pre conditioning, your programming, you know, you might see me and I have a beard and think of somebody in your life who has a beard and then yeah. you you go into the mental plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, right, right. I always try to connect from the heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you know, the heart doesn't judge. It's your mind. Your mind is logical. Your mm-hmm. mind is for planning. Your mm-hmm. mind is the overthinker. Mm-hmm. The heart just feels. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. That help, That helps me so much. Yeah. I mean, I had great teachers. You know, and then, you know, I've had my own process and just try to, I feel like, you know, that's an aspect of me with like the blue collar and et cetera is like trying to break it down. So like, you know, the guys that I work with can be mediums, you know? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what do the guys at work think about you? Well, I, I mean, I, I work a dangerous job and. Yeah. What do you do? Tell me exactly what you do. Uh, we drill underground tunnels for, um, wow. Well, we were in New York city. Now we're out in long Island. We did a water tunnel. Um, I have the same group of guys I've always worked with. They all know that I'm, 
into all this stuff. Uh-huh. A lot of them meditate and do stuff too. Oh, I love it. You attract yeah. your tribe. Like you have your people. <laughs> that. That's no, yeah. I mean, yeah, we have a close knit guys and uh, I've done readings for pretty much everyone's families and Oh my God. Like love that. that. Has, has spirit helped keep you safe? Keep, keep you all safe? Yeah. I feel like, uh, I always, I've, I always feel like I'm safe, you know, you divinely are. protected. Um, even like guys always joke. Cause like if something happens on the job, say the company's doing the wrong thing or whatever, karma always comes to get them. Uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of hilarious in a way. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, what were we talking about before that? I lost my train of thought. The heart all center. Kinds, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's simpler than people think. Yeah. And I think the, the, the new age movement and all that stuff tries to make things complex where we're star seeds or we're this or we're that. And there's all these labels instead of just like focusing on the simple aspects of you know healing yourself learning to focus from the heart you know that's to me breathing into the heart is probably the simplest best thing you could do throughout your day mm-hmm. you know if you're anxious or overlooked you're, yeah we have access to that to our breath it's simple connecting to our heart 24 hours a day seven days a week i mean when I do my meditations, I put my left hand over my heart. And, you know, when I, when I'm working with people, I'll have them do the same thing. And I'm like, when was the last time you felt your heartbeat? People yeah. don't, they just, they don't even think about it. No, I know. And I mean, I feel like when you do that and you breathe your heart, it puts you in a space where you can kind of see things from a better perspective. Yeah. And then you can kind of from that place, work through things mm-hmm. a lot easier. For sure. You know, when you're in your mind and you're overthinking and you're anxious or you're dealing with all different stuff, it's like it's hard to get out. Yeah, yeah. You know? so let me ask you this. Have you ever had any any scary situations, any scary moments with spirit? Or are you just so protected that you've never experienced anything that's low vibrational? Um, well, I mean, there's an aspect of me that I, I do shamanic work with um, the drum and I use yeah. a rattle. Um, originally I became connected to, uh, what's called spiritualism, spiritualist churches. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mentors was a, a reverend. He's like a traveling medium. He goes all around the world. Um, but, uh, I also got connected to a shaman. Somebody randomly connected me to this shaman and I had, um, experiences with, her and uh she told me that i was what's called a psychopomp which is somebody who helps people pass into the wow, afterlife wow beautiful it's kind of like a kind of like a death doula but it's a shaman yes shaman actually i looked into becoming a death doula at one at one point but um it's also dealing with uh spiritual attachments yes and um Entity attachments. Okay, yeah. Which is very, like, heavy work. hmm You know, um, actually, the first time I went to connect to her, she invited me to her house, her office, to just connect. And I was – I pulled up to the house, and I got just anxious out of nowhere. And I was like, what is this about? Like, overly anxious. And um, I was feeling off. 
before that, prior to that, like I just felt like I needed something healing, whatever. And uh, we went into an office and we did a drum journey, which is you use the drum. The drum is it's really any repetitive sound puts your brain into a theta state, which is like conducive to meditation, et cetera, spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, you know, she taught me like the basics of drum journeys and, you know, the first journey, um, I'll never forget is I, I was in a meditative state, meditating, journeying, and I visualized myself being shot by arrows by, um, it was a Greek God. I can't think of the name right now. And, um, she, and then I saw myself dancing around a fire after I was dead and, I came back and she said, that's, that, that's a, that's a symbol. That's like a universal shamanic symbol for that. I'm a psychopomp that I deal with helping people and we're part of the same tribe. And, uh, you know, that was cool. And then we did another journey where she brought me to the, the middle realm, which is, it's kind of like the energetic expression of the world now. So there's all emotion. It's, it's a little more heavier and intense. You know, the other experience was in the upper realm, which is considered like heaven, spiritual realm, etc. And when we went into the middle realm, as soon as I closed my eyes, I saw this like being like in my mind's eye. And he looked like uh, Nosferatu. And he had like all these colors and stuff. And it was just like this big experience. And he just, the whole journey, he like followed me around. So I, I, I get up and she's like, did you notice anything? And I was like, yeah, I, um, I just saw this one being like the whole time explained him. And she's like, you have, and at the time, this was like the beginning when I first started mediumship, she's like, you have a spiritual attachment. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? You know, and I got like really anxious and she's like, well, you know, she explained it as that, like when you're in higher vibration, um, it's almost like lingering spirits see you as the light mm-hmm. and they come to you and they mistake you for the light and they attach to your, your being. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of scary, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm like just opening up to mediumship. And she's like, it's okay, you know, it's a process, but I'll help you get rid of it and I'll teach you how to help people. So I said, all right. So she called in the Egyptian goddess Isis and she rattled and I started getting like really anxious and I like almost felt like nauseous and I started feeling like, this thing be pulled out of my body, like from my shoulder. Like it felt like somebody had a rope inside of me and was pulling it out. Wow. And it, like pulled out of my body and pulled. And it took like 15 minutes of her like rattling. And uh, I was like, what the F was that? Like, and it was like such a shock, but it like almost felt okay. Like normal. <laughs> I don't know. Did you feel so much better afterwards? Like yes, lighter? It was like it was it was night and day. Like you couldn't believe how much of a difference it made. Wow. And from what I understand, I guess I carried him a long time. Mm. Um 
is what she told me. So when she pulled him out, where did he go? She, she sends him. Them, well, you teach, you send them to the light. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, and she taught me like telltale signs to know if I have some, like now I can feel it. You yeah. Because I've worked so much that, but I've probably done, you know, a thousand of them now or, you know, probably more. But, you know, and then it was kind of like they put me through initiation, you know, like I, for like probably three years after that, I would get them all the time. Wow. And you knew what to do when you got them. Yeah. I mean, it evolved, you know, they would, they tend to get, they got tougher and tougher until I hit like a level. And then it was like, I never got them again. Mm-hmm. Would I'll, you say... Would you say that these attachments were were like spirit, like like into like people that souls, people that had lived here that had not crossed over, or were they other entities from other dimensions? Um, they were a mix. Okay. Uh, I did. I've done, you know, a couple psychedelic experiences. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk about plant medicine. Okay. Um, what did you What did you do? Did you do um, the eight? I I did mushrooms on my own. Okay. Through my own ritual with no one guiding me. Uh-huh. And that was probably a mistake. Yeah, which is which is what I've heard is that you need to have someone like a shaman, someone there with you that that can assist in the in the process. Yeah, I thought cuz I was doing shamanism for 5 years, why not? I could do yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But um it was kind of like a leap. I just wanted to, you know, and I put myself in a bad place. I had a really tough traumatic experience that probably took about a year to process. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I think it helped me in the end, but there was a long time of like dealing with, and I had a clear stuff from it, clear attachments. Yeah. 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 But then, um, years later, uh, I used to sit with a group for, um, physical mediumship, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it was like four of us and one of the mediums was would go into trance and you have physical um, evidence happen, like things fly around the room, all yeah. of this different stuff. So that group, uh, one of the people in the group, he's actually a, a psychiatrist, um, would try to get me to go do, um, it's like a form of DMT. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, I would be like, no way, because of the mushroom experience. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I'm doing it. Like, I'm scared of that stuff. And one day I'm just meditating in my house. And I, I, this lady comes into my energy. Like, I see her whole body, face. And she tells me that I need to come see her, tell my friend John what you saw, and that I need to come see you. So I text my friend and I say, uh, listen, I had this experience. I saw this lady. I told him what he lo- she looked like, everything. He sends me a picture and says, is this her? And I say, yeah, that's her. That's exactly who I saw. And he's like, oh, she's the medicine woman who wow. runs the DMT group. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh yeah, I don't. He's like, there's a group in two weeks. Do you want to come? Wow. Uh, and DMT, ah. DMT has healed so many people of all kinds of things. Yeah, it's an intense, 
it's an intense experience. I wouldn't rec- I don't know if everybody's ready for it to be yeah, honest. Right. Right. But um even with that I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I actually just had a child." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "What am I going to go away all this stuff?" So I was like, "I don't I don't know." So I'm driving in my car like a day later and uh this is kind of a long story, but I'm driving in my car a day later and uh well let me go back a little bit i had a childhood friend it's an italian thing who uh died of cancer and he gave me this padre pio coin i don't know if you know who padre pio is but he's an italian healing saint he was famous for um he had stigmata on his hands and he would go and touch people and heal them so in italian families they'd give the coin it was like a good luck thing so this man died and he left me the coin when I was a kid and I lost the coin. I couldn't find it. So I'm driving in my car after the DMT talking to John. And I said, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't think I could do this. And I said out loud to the universe, I said, if I'm supposed to go, show me a sign. So five minutes later, my wife texts me and she's like, I found this coin in our room. Do you know what it is? And I was like, I took that as a sign. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I told John, I'm like, I'll go up. So uh, it's it's a whole weekend thing. And you sit in a group. The first night you do what's called like a handshake ceremony. It's like um, meeting the medicine. It's not as intense. It's a little less. And that night it was, it was simple. I actually, people laugh because I tell them, I took it and it was only like a 10, 15 minute trip. And all I saw was Kung Fu Panda. I was in the movie Kung Fu Panda. And um, it it was about the, I don't know if you've ever seen Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I love that movie. So it's, um, the message I got was like the dragon scroll. Like it's a mirror. It's like, you don't, it was about me not needing anything. Like I have what I need within me. Like I'm yeah. I'm always... You're Aquarius, so you probably know this is kind of our nature is like we're always looking for the next thing, you know. Well, that's my nature. I always used to like really push to find like, oh, there's got to be more information. I got to. Oh, my God. I have a book. I, every day a book comes from Amazon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you got to like, like, I got to be Reiki. I got to be a shaman. I got to be a yeah. medium. I got to touch this. I got to touch that. Oh, there's a little information I can learn here. All right. Give it to me. Yes. You know? So that was the message. And it wasn't that intense, you know, and I was like, you know what, this, this isn't that serious. Like, what are people talking about? Like, I thought it would be this like grand experience. So the next day is like the full initiation. And that was kind of like a whole nother ball game. Um, I took a hit. And as soon as I took the hit, I wasn't here. I was in some other reality. Um, I met like, I, well, first it felt like I died. I felt myself like die. And then my grandmother pulled me out of my body. Wow. And I met this being, it didn't feel like necessarily God. It almost felt like the vice president. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it was like a step yeah. down. Yeah. Um, it was in a male form. It didn't really have a face. And he just showed me like this, like, cycle of life and death and that we just come here for experience you've been every type of person 
every type of being you've had all different experiences and it was just like this cycle and it's like and then i said to the being i said well what's outside of this cycle and he said with me and then i moved into this like blissful state of like love and bliss and all this stuff and then um i got this big kind of download with deja vu um because i was always obsessed with deja vu as a kid because i would always have it and uh he pretty much explained that deja vu is like when you die you're with god and you're with spirit and you're outside of time so when you're dead you've already experienced this because you see the whole broad spectrum of time so this has already happened with god wow yeah so when you so you're when you feel that it's your awareness knowing that you've already experienced it wow yeah so and then i was still in the love with him and uh, you know it, it's hard it's like bringing the ocean home in your pocket you know like you can't yeah. Yeah. there's so much but i said well i'm not ready to be here like i i love my life i want to go back uh-huh and then as soon as i said that i like shot down into my body and i saw jesus and i saw uh krishna yes and i shot into my body and i felt like change in my heart like it was like my heart was like uh, on fire it was like wow and then i we were in a group obviously so i looked around and i could see the fire in everybody and it was like the awareness that we're all one being having ah oh, so beautiful yeah. <laughs> it was intense though i mean i actually okay, okay. It, so yeah so what do you what do you think about it what do you think about it was so intense what why do you think it's the average person wouldn't want to do it well first of all not everybody is at the spiritual level and awakening that you and i are and yeah. obviously if you're going to go experience pure love and bliss there but you want to be here but then all of a sudden you are back here and you're like oh i have to finish in this muck it's got to be there's got to be a lot of emotions yeah you're very raw you know listen i i think i was ready for it you are like i was at the point where i was kind of ready um there was people who weren't yeah you know who well, and you know, I think it's really exciting that, you know, that a psilocybin is being talked about and studied in hospitals. And I am not a fan of, I'm going to call it big pimpin, um, F-A-F-A-R-M-A, but yes. I know they're going to jump up on this, <clears throat> excuse me, this mushroom train and they're going to try to monetize it as much as much as possible. And who knows, they may even jump on the, the DMT train, but I will tell you, those things like the natural ways to heal and connect with spirit have been around since the beginning of time and they do, they heal. I mean, they heal people that have had drug and, you know, depression, you, anxiety issues. I mean, you like, could get, you like, could go boom. down such a rabbit hole with that because it's like even the average person, like, um, I don't want to get all into health cause I could go on a rant forever, uh, but, but, you know, the average person, how many people exercise every day? How many yeah. people eat right every day? Like people, you know, you, I have friends and family who complain about anxiety. Like, have you ever just look at what you eat 
Yeah. And what that can do. Yeah. You know, having these, you don't know your allergies. You don't know your reactions to all these chemicals. If you're, if you're having anxiety and you just eat paleo, just simple paleo, you know, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh meats, whatever, like just that alone can change people. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like red, like red food dye. I mean, people think their kids are autistic and it's red food dye. Their body just cannot handle red food dye. I mean, and we're, we're spiritual beings here to have a human experience. And I mean, we're all from different places. I mean, that's a whole nother topic for another day, but we all can't handle the same thing. And some of our bodies are more sensitive than others. And so that's why a lot of people struggle while they're here. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that, you know, three simple things, even uh, I read, I forget the name of the book, but it was about longevity and it was like, the three big practices were a spiritual practice, their diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. Just those three things would change everybody mm-hmm. for the better. Oh. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be this spiritual being just like some sort of like appreciation for a higher power. Even if it means walking in nature and just like appreciating the earth, mm-hmm. you know, how many people do that? Not many. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. So, um, you have children, do you, are your children old enough to know if they have, if they have these gifts or do you, do you, can you think of anywhere else in your family that it has come from? Um, and I know you say they're not gifts, but anyone that's tapped into it or experienced. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, both my grandmothers were very, uh, spiritual, religious, you know, my one grandmother went to church every day. But she she had an open mind. You know, I would give her books all the time as Christmas presents and stuff like that, like angel books and different stuff. But she was like really, you know, she prayed every day. And I think just praying every day is uh, a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You know, it it brings that energy into you. Mm -hmm. It brings that energy into your home. You know, how many people actually like pray every day? Yeah. You know, like there's no nobody really trusts religion anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think there's like a discipline with that and a consistency that um, I appreciated and kind of was passed down to me. I mean, I was always through shamanic work. I was told my, all my ancestors did this type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, my children, I think they all have uh, different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my baby, Joey, he's only uh, 18 months right now. I think he's going to have something because I could just feel his energy Mm -hmm. Um, and most people react to him. Mm -hmm. Um, My daughter, Anna, who was named after my grandmother is um, she has such an imagination. Like she just, so I always feel like imagination is definitely a key to. um, For sure. And that was me my entire childhood. Yeah. Like she like comes up with stories. I'm like, what, where did you like come up? It's like, so interesting like the thing maybe past life to life lifestyle yeah you have its memories like that well she told she always tells me that she's from india she's four years old like she barely even knows what india is there you go guarantee she's lived there before india yeah so and it's interesting because i have a lot of uh i've had a lot of uh experiences with the indian culture and hindu religion like most most of the guides I work with in shamanic work are Hindu. You know, I'll have to show you. Let me show you this real quick. Hold on one second. 
So when this was when this was given to me, it was given to me by I guess you would say it was a I don't really know in the in the Indian culture. He had on the bald head, the sarong dress looking thing. What is that called? Do you know? Mm. So anyways, he was in Central Park in New York City and I probably gave him money for this. I don't even remember. And we just he just we just exchanged it. And then I put it in the pocket of my purse. And this was like three, four years ago. And I just pulled it out the other day. And I was like, hmm, what is this? And so I went and researched it. And it's amazing. It's a um, Namas Gayan Baitsva Kaya Gang Amulet. Work smoothly, lifetime peace. And it means something really special. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know. Isn't that cool? So anyways, I, I, I looked the day that I looked it up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is beautiful. So I guess amulets are special in India and you can get them, only can get them a certain way. And again, I don't know what the meaning of this was from Mana Central Park that I get, probably gave him $5, but, um, but it was really beautiful, really beautiful. And I'm like, I mean, I was raised, you know, Christian in the church and I'm a lot more spiritual than I am religious, but other religions just they're amazing to me yeah they're beautiful that's just so cool i love it oh yeah i mean um like i had an aunt who was i mean this is my story for religion it always bothered me it's like i had an aunt who uh passed from cancer you know had the whole hospice everything you know, I used to do energy healing with her, you know, everyone in my family knows what I do. So they kind of, when stuff comes up, they come to me. And uh, she always took, she used to go to church. And one day she went to church and she came back and she was like crying hysterical. And I'm like, what's the matter? Because she was like living with us. We were taking care of her. And um She's like, the priest was saying that I need to make amends with all my sins or I'm going to burn in hell when I die. Oh, and I'm just like, why? Would they, like somebody's dying, like scared. And that's like what you're, that's how you're giving guidance. So then I was like, you know what? Tomorrow night, come with me. And I took her to, uh, one of my mentors was doing a demonstration and I was like, come with me. And he gave her a message that, you know, her family's waiting to accept her on the other side, all this stuff. And she was, it was a totally different experience, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So even if, even if you don't necessarily believe in everything like that, it's like, what's the point of. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, and at the end of the day, if every, if they, and believe me, I, I am, I believe in the embodiment of Jesus Christ and, and living every day with Christ conscious energy and working to be that every day. But I mean, if they want to, if they want to, you know, march Jesus around as, as their totem and their, and their man, like at the end of the day, that's the last thing Jesus would do with someone who is facing death. Yeah. He would Compassion. love them. He would love on them. Yeah. Show them that love and tell them, oh my gosh, you've nothing to be afraid of. It's love. It's love there. Pure love. Like period. Yeah, simple. So that's why there I, you go. It gets back I, to that. It gets back to being simple. If it's not of God, if it's not simple, it's not of God. Yeah. Period. We complicate everything. The ego makes everything complex. 
God, it sure does. Okay. So, so people can follow you, um, on TikTok at the blue collar spiritualist, which I yeah. love following you. And then your, um, your website, all this is going to be listed in the, um, the show notes, but what do you like? What, what, what services do you offer? So obviously people that are going to be listening are going to be all over the world. So they could zoom with you and, and yeah, have a I do zoom. I do, you know, I do shamanic healing work. I do strictly mediumship. Um, I kind of do a mix. It depends what people are looking for. Really. My intention is always just to have people feel better, you know, whatever, whatever that means. You know, if it's us just talking, there's people who call me, you know, book me for sessions who just are kind of having their own spiritual experiences and want somebody to like talk them through it and yeah. kind of weed through what's going on and like try to find better understanding. You know, I really, uh, I'm an open book. I don't, you know, I try to teach everything I know um, and share everything I know, share my experiences. Um, and that's all I know, you know, people can claim all these things, but I really, anything I share is just from personal experience, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's with my empathic abilities and struggles or, um, opening up, uh, shamanic healing, you know, mindfulness, whatever, really. Beautiful. You know. Well, you are such a light and I'm so excited to have you on the show today and we will definitely do this again too soon. All right, cool. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review, and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.